Today we have a, a great saint in the church, and there's a famous book that was written by St. Anthony of the Desert. It was written by St. Athanasius. And this book, that was, it was written by a saint, St. Athanasius, about a saint, St. Anthony, and this book also converted a future saint, St. Augustine. This was one of the, the books, one of the readings that St. Augustine, when he heard this, it touched him to the heart, and it really converted him. There was a lot of things that converted St. Augustine, but this was one of them that really inspired him to live a holy life. And so you have like, kind of like three saints associated with this life of St. Anthony. So I'd like to preach about the life of St. Anthony today, not just because my name is Anthony, but just to give you inspiration of how to live this gospel. Because saints are inspirations of, we hear the gospel, but then how do we live it? How do we put the gospel in practice? So the first thing is, you'll notice if you were following the gospel today, I chose a different gospel for today. And there was a reason I chose the gospel for the memorial of St. Anthony. And it was when St. Anthony, when he was 18 years old, he was going to church and he, he was thinking about, you know, giving up his life for the Lord and following him. And he came into church and as he came into church, I don't know if he was late or if he was early, it doesn't matter. But these are the words he heard. He heard, if you wish to be perfect, go sell what you have and give to the poor, and you will have treasure in heaven. Then come follow me. And he heard these words, and the, and the Holy Spirit touched him at that moment. And he felt that these words were for him. And so what did he do? He went and he sold 200 acres of land, of property that he had inherited from his parents. He sold most of his possessions to the poor, and he only retained a little bit for himself and his sister. This was what St. Athanasius writes. And then he goes to church again. See, going to church is good because God can speak to you through the word. And so he goes to church again, and he hears the words, why wait for tomorrow? And so he realizes that the Lord wants him to give everything. And so then he gives everything away. And then he, he entrusted his sister to a convent of nuns. So his sister was raised by nuns. And then he, he gave all of his possessions away. And then he just, he just worked. He lived in a little abandoned hut. Eventually, St. Anthony would, would make his way into the desert and actually live in a cave in the desert. First, he lived in like an abandoned building and then lived in a desert. And so I'd like to give you a little bit of a biography of St. Anthony, of how he lived. He lived 105 years of his life. 100, so that's a lot to talk about in a person's life. And of course, I can't cover 105 years of a person's life. So we're just going to touch on a little bit of his life. I'm going to give you some quotes because he's famous for his quotes. And now I'm going to give you a story of St. Anthony. And it's a story of, of one of many of his battles with the devil. 
that he had, he had these incredible battles with the devil where the devil and the demons would attack him in the desert and how he would resist. So following the death of his parents when he was about 18 or 20, Anthony ensured that his sister completed her education. Then he sold his house, furniture, and the land he owned, gave the proceeds to the poor, joined the anchorites who lived nearby. Those were the monks. There were already monks in the desert and moved to an empty sepulcher. At age 35, he moved to the desert to live alone. He lived 20 years in an abandoned fort. And even when he lived in this abandoned fort, people knocked down the fort to see this holy monk. And when they knocked down the fort and they found Anthony, they found that he wasn't any skinnier than he was. He wasn't any fatter than he was. He didn't look older. He, he just, you know, you would think 20 years of living as a hermit that his whole demeanor would change. And, and he wasn't surprised or anything. And he wasn't shy toward people. He was inviting people. He was as normal as can be. So Anthony barricaded the place for solitude, but admirers and would-be students broke in. He miraculously healed people and agreed to be the spiritual counselor of others. This is kind of like the first time that spiritual direction comes up, where people started asking St. Anthony for advice, and he would give them advice. A lot of times he would give them one, one line to do. You know, one line of wisdom, and they would take it and go with it and meditate on it. His recommendation was to base life on the gospel. Word spread, and so many disciples arrived that Anthony founded two monasteries on the Nile, one at Pisper, one at Arsenault. Many of those who lived near him supported themselves by making baskets and brushes, and from that came his patroness, his patronage, of those traits. So you can even see early monasticism, where the early monks are, are making things, where they're working with their hands. Anthony briefly left his seclusion in 311, going to Alexandria, Egypt, to fight Arianism and to comfort the victims of the persecutions of Maximinus. At some point in his life, he met with his sister again. She too had withdrawn from the world and directed a community of nuns. Anthony retired to the desert, living in a cave on Mount Colzim. Descriptions paint him as uniformly modest and courteous. His example led many to take up the monastic life and to follow his way. Late in life, Anthony became a close friend of St. Paul the Hermit, and he buried the aged anchorite, leading to his patronage of grave diggers. His biography was written by his friend St. Athanasius of Alexandria. His relationship with pigs and patronage, and patronage of swine herds is a little complicated. Skin diseases were sometimes treated with applications of pork fat, which reduced inflammation and itching. As Anthony's intervention aided in the same conditions, he was shown an art accompanied by a pig. People who saw the artwork but did not have it explained thought that there was a direct connection between Anthony and pigs, and people who worked with swine took him as their patron. So it's, it's really funny that he's always pictured with a pig because he would heal people with the pork fat of the pigs. And to this day, St. Anthony of the desert is patron of bacon. So this is a day in which he can eat bacon. It's really funny. He's patron of bacon. We actually had bacon and chicken last night, and we were saying, oh, it's in honor 
of St. Anthony of the Desert. Here are some quotes of St. Anthony's wisdom. He says, the fruits of the earth are not brought to perfection immediately, but by time, rain, and care. Similarly, the fruits of men ripen through ascetic practice, study, time, perseverance, self-control, and patience. He was a, a lover of the virtue, practice of the virtues. One gift that St. Anthony had was any time he heard the scriptures or read anything, he retained everything that he ever heard. So he had almost like a photographic memory where he, would, he could quote scripture. He didn't need books. And actually others came to him and they said, how could you live in this desert without any books or anything? And he pointed to nature and he said, here are my books. Nature are my books. So nature, uh, practice of the virtues was teaching him a wisdom beyond books. He says, the person who abides in solitude and quiet is delivered from fighting three battles, hearing, speech, and sight. Then there remains one battle to fight, the battle of the heart. So even if, if you get away from everything and everyone, still there's still that battle from within inside of you that you still have to fight. And then he says, I saw the snares that the enemy spreads out over the world. And I said, groaning, what can get through from such snares? Then I heard a voice saying to me, humility, humility. So he recognized humility as a chief virtue for getting him through the battles. So one famous thing besides Anthony's wisdom his miraculous cures is his fights with the devil. And it occurred right from the beginning of his life when he, when he gave up everything and the devil started appearing to him in all different forms. The demons were attacking him. And the, the first attacks were for the pleasures of the world, the pleasures of the flesh that they were attacking him, you know, for love of money, love of the pleasures of the flesh. They were saying, why are you abandoning your sister? How can you do that? You know, why don't you go back and just attacking him in every way? And St. Anthony resisted with a strong will of focusing on the things of God and continually fasting. And the, the one thing about the devil is he'll tempt you you can resist him, but he'll come back. He never stops tempting us. He, he'll just keep coming back. And this happened throughout Anthony's life where the devil and the demons just kept coming back and using different strategies to try to get him to abandon his life in the desert. There, there's one famous way that Anthony would counteract the devil. One was the sign of the cross. He would make the sign of the cross, the power of the sign of the cross. The other way was a bell. He used to ring a holy bell, and the demons would flee at the bell. And I think that's why we have many bells on our churches that are blessed. When you ring the bell, the demons flee. And so it's good maybe to even have like a little bell 
in your room, but make sure it's blessed. Make sure any object that you have to protect you is blessed. So you can have a little bell and ring the bell if you find like there's commotion in your family and there's strife and you don't know where it's coming from or anything. It could be demons that are attacking you or attacking your family or tempting you and use that bell, ring that bell to dissuade the demons as an exorcism. So I'd like to read to you a story. I was going to read to you a little excerpt, but I think I'll read to you the bigger excerpt of this chapter. This is chapter three in St. Anthony of the Desert, if you want to look it up. And this is his battle with the demons. So these are two battles. I was only going to read to you one battle, but the Lord is inspiring me. No, read the whole, you know, read the whole battle. Read both battles of him with the demons and how he resists the demons. And he resists the demons through prayer, through fasting, but also quoting scripture and through a very strong will. And so this is called his life in the tombs, this chapter. So it says, having thus mastered himself, Anthony departed to the tombs that lay far from the village, having asked one of his acquaintance to bring him bread from time to time. He entered one of the tombs, his friend closed the door of it on him, and he remained alone within. This the enemy would not endure, for he feared lest by degrees Anthony would fill the desert too with monks. Coming one night with a throng of demons, he so scourged him that he lay on the ground speechless from the pain, for he declared the pain was so severe that blows from men could not have caused such agony." By God's providence, for the Lord does not overlook those who hope in him. His friend came the next day, bringing him bread. And when he opened the door and saw him lying on the ground as dead, he lifted him and took him to the village church and laid him on the ground. Many of his kin and the village people watched Anthony as for one dead. But towards midnight, Anthony came to himself and awoke. And seeing all asleep and only his friend waking, he signed to him to come near and asked him to lift him, lift him again and carry him back to the tombs without waking anyone. Can you imagine being scourged by demons, having a pain worse than all men? And you're in the tombs. And the demons were mad at him because he was living in the tombs. And after all that, after a day of pain and agony, what does Anthony do? He goes back to the tombs. He goes back, right back into the battle. So he carried, so he was carried back by the man and the door was closed as before and he was again alone within. He could not stand because of the blows, but he prayed lying down. And after his prayer, he shouted out, here am I, Anthony. I do not run away from your blows. For though you should give me yet more, nothing shall separate me from the love of Christ. Then he sang the psalm, if, if armies and camps should stand together against me, my heart shall not fear. How many of us sing when we're suffering? How many of us quote scripture, even joyfully, when we're suffering and in pain? The monk then thought and spoke thus, but the enemy of all good, marveling that even after the blows he had courage to go back, called together his hounds and burst out in fury. Do you see that we have not stopped this man either by the spirit of fornication or by blows? But he challenges us. Let us attack him another way, for plans of ill are easy to the devil. Thereupon in the night, 
they made such a crashing that it seemed the whole place was shaken by an earthquake. And as if they had broken through the four walls of the building, the demons seemed to rush in through them and the guise of beasts and creeping things. And the place was at once filled with the forms of lions, bears, leopards, bulls, serpents, asps, scorpions, and wolves. They, and each moved according to its own likeness. The lion roared, ready to spring. The bull seemed thrusting with its horns. The serpent crept, yet reached him not. The wolf held itself as if ready to strike. And the noise of all the visions was terrible, and their fury cruel. Anthony, beaten and goaded by them, felt keener bodily pain. Nevertheless, he lay fearless and more alert in spirit. He groaned with the soreness of his body, but in mind he was cool and said jestingly, if you had any power in you, it would have been enough that just one of you should come. But the Lord has taken your strength away, and that is why you tried to frighten me, if possible, by your numbers. It is a sign of your helplessness that you have taken the shape of brutes. Again, he said cheerily, if you can, and if you have received power over me, do not wait, but lay on. But if you cannot, why are you chafing yourselves for nothing? For our trust in the Lord is like a seal to us and like a wall of safety. So after making many attempts, they gnashed their teeth at him because they were befooling themselves and not him. And the Lord in this also forgot not Anthony's wrestling, but came to his defense. For looking up, Anthony saw as it were the roof opening and a beam of light coming down to him. And the demon suddenly disappeared and the soreness of his body ceased at once, and the building was again sound. Now there's a lesson in this. Why did the Lord allow Anthony to be tempted by these demons? Where was God? You ever find that you ever say that in your life, like when you're suffering or you're tempted? Where is God in all this? And here's the lesson. Anthony, seeing that help was come, breathed more freely, being eased of his pains. And he asked the vision, where were you? Why did you not show yourself from the beginning to end my suffering? And a voice came to him, I was here, Anthony, but I waited to see your resistance. Therefore, since you have endured and not yielded, I will always be your helper and I will make you renowned everywhere. Hearing this, Anthony arose and prayed, and he was so strengthened that he perceived that he had more power in his body than formerly. He was at this time about 35 years old. And so even when we're tempted, even when it seems like we're down, we have no strength in our body, we're weak. The Lord is our strength. Whom shall we fear? So even if the demons come against us, whether they're invisible or they appear visibly, or they appear in all kinds of different forms which they can appear, that if God is with us, who can be against us? That God is our strength. That's why those words, Jesus, I trust in you. We have to pray those Pray those little prayer, that little prayer, Jesus, I trust in you, over 
and over and over again, no matter how bad the battle gets in our life. Trust in God. Call on St. Anthony to help you for his mighty intercession. Call on God because God is our strength. And if God is our strength, who can be against us? Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you. Please follow or subscribe to this podcast to receive the latest episodes and updates. If you have been blessed by this podcast, I invite you to leave a review. Reviews greatly improve our podcast ranking and will help spread this podcast to other people throughout the world. Are you enjoying this podcast? I invite you to listen to more shows brought to you by the Marian Fathers of the Immaculate Conception. Join us daily for enriching spiritual content which will help you on your journey with Jesus Christ. Simply visit divinemercyplus.org for a complete list of our shows. That's divinemercyplus.org. Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign-up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you.